Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison M., the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry. So let's get down to business. episode I want to talk about job shadowing as a musician. Um, I have been uh, lucky enough, fortunate enough to be a, a shadow uh, for a variety of different people, different roles uh, throughout my lifetime. Um, and I suspect that that will continue uh, you know, because I, I just have found so much value in doing that, that I really want to tell you about it. And I think it's such an incredible opportunity that um, more people need to consider, uh, especially in the music industry, because uh, so much of the music industry is who you know, uh, getting your foot in the door at different places uh, through ways that uh, other people might not, or uh, ways you just had no idea were even possible. And and. A big way of doing that is um, shadowing, and um, you could another way you could refer to this as is uh, you know maybe interning. That could be another term for it, although uh, that tends to be very academia sounding. And uh, really, job shadowing is really just you know following someone around, working side by side with them, learning from them, helping them, um, doing work for them. Uh, with them sometime, you know, all, all sorts of varieties. It can, it's really whatever they want, um, whatever they could find useful um, in, an, in a field that is uh, something that you want to be doing or you could see yourself doing, you find valuable to yourself. Um, the thing about job shadowing, um, I would say, I, I, was, I was looking through the different things that I have done as a shadow, I don't think, uh, I would say maybe one out of five or six of these actually paid me money. Um, and, uh, it, and that is not even something I expected, uh, some of the times. So, uh, shadowing is, uh, purely for getting in your foot in the door places and also for gaining massive experience, um, experience and networking and uh and but if you are if you can swing it and you can take a day or two or more sporadic time than that uh more regular time than that i should say uh you can really get a lot um from being a shadow so the first type of shadowing i ever did and some of these are going to be more classically uh leaning because that is just the world that i have come from as a musician most um but uh, you know, as with anything in music, um, you can certainly learn from any genre. So stay with me here, folks. Uh, and not everything here is classical. Um, but when I was a kid growing up, I was a part of the Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra and a very early, um, inspirational sort of experience was kind of, uh, they called these, uh, side-by-side rehearsals with the professionals, with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, that was extremely valuable. Uh, you know, so their French horn section 
sat and situated themselves right next to, uh, in between our front horn section. So all of us were surrounded by professionals. We got to hear how they played. We got to see what they did in between the playing. We got to see how they marked their music. We got to see how they responded to the conductor. We got to see everything and hear everything. And um, you can't even buy that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, maybe you could, but it was in a full orchestra setting. Um, that was extremely important, valuable. So that was one of the very first things I could think of that I have ever been a part of. As a college student, uh, I went on to study music at uh, Valparaiso University in Indiana. And uh, while I was there, I definitely knew I was interested in the music industry, uh, so to speak. Um, and so I was given an opportunity when we had a guest conductor come through. There was a Bach Institute being started at the university there. And uh, they brought in this very internationally well-known uh, conductor. If you are in certain circles, you will know who Helmuth Rilling is. Uh, as far as Bach's music is concerned, he is fairly legendary. Uh, I understand that most people listening to this will not necessarily know who he is, but uh, if you look him up, uh, he's, he, and I believe he's even still alive, but he was on the older side when I was in college. And that was um, 20, almost 20 years ago. That's frightening to think about. But uh, I got to, I was his assistant for the week uh, while he was in town. So he needed a driver. Uber wasn't around back then. And uh, even had it been, they probably would not have wanted him to use that uh, to get him around from the hotel to the school and all that kind of stuff. So um, while I was uh, going to school there, I, I still had to, um, you know, do my regular classes during the week. But I, uh, you know, as, as soon as they were done, I was taking off to um, go drive him around. I, I didn't even have a car that year, but I, uh, saw that as a huge opportunity when I heard about it. Uh, when I heard that there was this opportunity available and I ended up paying my friend to, uh, borrow her car. So technically I got paid a little something to, um, do this for this very, uh, you know, this, this conductor with notoriety, but, uh, all of it was a wash because I ended up paying my friend to uh, use her car every day. And I like, and she needed it during the day. So I had to literally like walk to, to where she lived every day, go get it, go pick it up and then drive over to get helmet. <laughs> Mr. Rilling, I should probably call him and then drive back to her place, walk back to my dorm. And then it was just crazy, but it worked. Um, the things you do for a little experience and, and etc. What did that get me? Um, I shadowed and, and got to work side by side with a conductor. He, uh, he even, you know, by the end of the week, we got to be pretty, pretty good pals. And uh, he even invited me to kind of look over some of his scores, his music, um, we talked about some of the upcoming festivals he was heading to, uh, and I had some of his wife's cookies that she had sent along with him for the trip. Uh, and, uh, um, and at, after all was said and done, he asked for my address and I had, uh, given that to him, my campus address there. 
And he sent me a very nice letter or his assistant really sent it to me <laughs> and a uh, letter and, and recordings uh, of him, his conducting some of Bach's works with his choir back in Germany. And, uh, and I still have all of that to this day. And that letter uh, alone um, to my, to me as a student um, has been worth, I mean, money there, there again, money cannot even buy that. Um, because I, how many people can say they have something like that from, uh, somebody at his level. So as someone who was going into music and going into business and going into especially classical music and even doing conducting, um, it, that was very important. And I, uh, I use that as a reference for myself and I have been able to do that for a long time. Uh, Bud Ash is uh, the founder and uh, longtime conductor of a uh, symphony in the area, the Catamaran Symphony in the Wisconsin area. Uh, for a while, I was their executive director. Uh, I was very young to do that. Um, they had a small budget, so they were, uh, you know, they could not afford a full time executive director, but I was young and willing and able to do that. Uh, however, I did not know the particular area in Wisconsin this was in, uh, in the West Bend area. And so Bud um, wanted to make sure that I knew everyone and I got to know everyone up there, even though I'd never really done work there. So he took me around. I followed him around for a good month or so, um, just meeting people, getting introduced to everyone and their mother in West Bend, Washington County, uh, and and learning about how he talked with people, what everyone in that area, what their relationship was with him and with the symphony, and uh, really just learning the art of networking. And that, to this day, has been something I have uh, considered a very uh, big strength of mine, and that is not something that can easily be um, be taught, but I mean, unless you are just in, in it doing it. Um, and I, I just, I'm so grateful for having had that experience with Bud Ash. Uh, James Kinchin is a choral conductor friend. Um, I, once I realized I was kind of interested in conducting uh, as a uh, vocalist, uh, I do have my master's degree in that. Um, in choral conducting, and I wanted to start using it more. I was participating in a choir, the Milwaukee Choristers, that he was the conductor of. I saw that James Kinchin really had it all. He has a resume like uh, none other, and he is a very highly respected African-American com uh, conductor, composer. Uh, he has a wonderful program down at UW University of Wisconsin Parkside, which is in the Kenosha Racine area. Um, he's just super actively involved in all things choral music. Uh, I, you know, getting to know him in the Milwaukee Choristers, I, I saw this and I said, you know, after rehearsal one day, I said, hey, James, you know, I'm looking to get a start and getting get to getting more familiarized in um in choral music. Uh, I don't really know what I'm asking here and which I really truly didn't, but, um, I would love to learn from you. Um, even though I've already finished my schooling on this particular topic, um, is there any way I could just work with you, learn from you, et cetera? And he's like, you know, 
I I really appreciate you asking that. Uh, let me think about that. Let me let me do some thinking, and then um, after a little while, I got a call one day, and it was James Kinchin. He said, "Hey, what do you have going on this uh, this Wednesday?" And uh, of course, I had stuff going on, but for him, I would figure out a new plan. Uh, I said, uh, "What do you What have you got in mind?" He said, I need to go down to the Chicago Symphony Orchestra uh, Library. I want to do some score study down there for some some works that I'm uh, working on for a, um, a children's choir that I'm involved with. Let's go down there. You want to you wanna join me? And uh, so we did. Uh, I had no idea you could even just go there and get into the Chicago Symphony Orchestra Library to look over scores. But there again... You only learn those things by building relationship relationships, asking around, uh, all those good things. And so that is how that happened. Uh, I had I could continue to stay in touch with James. Uh, we would meet up for coffee fairly regularly for the next four or five years. Um, do some score study sometimes. Um, we would keep each other in touch about what the other was doing. Um, he showed me his crazy calendar, um, that is like a 10 year plan calendar. It's just amazing how some people operate. I loved it. Um, and then lastly, uh, there's been a couple of people in the music business, uh, more live events industry related. One is a festival organizer. Um, he said, you know, Hey, uh, how do we get introduced? Um, we had a, musician friend in common. So Paul Benjamin is the uh, um, owner and organizer of the um, North Atlantic Blues Festival out in Maine, Rockland, Maine. Maine. Uh, but he that's where he, he first started his first blues festival, and he's done many since then. Uh, he runs a lot of blues festivals all over the place. And I had the great privilege of being introduced to him some time ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago now. And, uh, after talking with him, he said, Hey, if you're ever looking for more experience in this kind of field, uh, let me know. I'd love to have you out here and visit and you can, you can shadow along with me. I've done that with other people before. And I said, well, I don't know if that's something I really want to do, uh, you know, as far as bigger festivals, but you know, if, if someone like him offers me the opportunity and I would work in live events, I feel like I got to take that. So, uh, I did. And last summer I went out to Maine and, and w followed him around. Um, and that was invaluable. Um, I took so many notes. I, you know, on the event itself, on how he interacted with people, um, on the musicians that were there, uh, on everything. And then, uh, I've also gotten to be friends with, uh, a woman, Susan Irwin Prouse. Uh, she's been a guest on this podcast before. Um, and this one is a little bit different because she is right around, she is essentially a peer. Um, and I want to bring this one, one up, especially because um, just because they are kind of similar to you, uh, maybe your age, maybe they, they might be younger than you does not mean you you cannot learn something from them. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I found out that she was doing live events, uh, starting some bigger events in her neck of the woods in Arkansas. And, um, I don't remember who even offered what to who, but, um, long story short, I ended up down there this, uh, just about a month ago, uh, assisting her with her year, Yadaloo country music festival. And the reason I'm talking about all of these things, um, I am not trying to tell you who I know and why I know them and all that kind of stuff. Um, the reason is every single one of those times I met some really important people. Um, I learned from very influential, important people, uh, things that I have never, I, I never would have learned otherwise. Um, or it would have cost me a lot of money to learn otherwise. Um, I got very quickly connected to additional people in additional places that I could never have imagined. Um, in parts of the country, I never would have imagined. Um, I now have game plans for all sorts of parts of the industry um, that I am now prepared for and often have used, uh, because I was just curious enough or because they made the offer and based on having a little bit of shadowing experience before I thought, well, all these other times I gained so much, I need to take this person up on it. Um, if someone offers me the opportunity to, work alongside them, whether it pays money or not, typically I'm going to take it, uh, because it is just, um, it is worth more than gold to me. Um, especially if it's in a field that I am not currently doing the same thing in. Um, and even if it is, uh, there is always something that, I could learn. I certainly do not know everything. Um, I do not do everything as best I can. And by working and shadowing with other people, I learn, I get in their mind <laughs> as creepy as that sounds. And I get to find out how they work, um, why they do what they do and who they do it with. And it's just, I, I cannot, say enough about how impactful that has been on my career in various parts of the music world. So I wanted to pass that along. Um, I do want to discuss, and this will be the next uh, short episode that I do, uh, the solo show coming up. Uh, I have also been on the other end where I have people work with me to uh, shadow a little bit with me. Um, and I'm going to talk about that next because that can also be completely invaluable too. So, uh, but for now, this one was just on the actual, uh, shadowing for us as musicians. Um, and this is in any part of music as a performer, as an administrator, as a technician, you know, anything you can think of, you can absolutely learn more by asking someone to, to work along with them. It can be for a day. It can be for a week. It can be, 
you know, whenever they are ready for you, as was the case with James Kinchin, he had no idea. I had no idea. And then one day he called me, he said, Hey, what's, what do you have going on this week? Um, then, then there was something available. Uh, but, but ask questions and, and see if people would be receptive to that. And usually they will, because that means that they are getting help. <laughs> and most musicians, uh, most working musicians can always use good, reliable help, uh, in their projects. So, all right, with that, have a great one, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Musicians Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at The Musicians Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at Musician Venture on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.